Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Toast and Roast. I am your co-host Jeff and I'm here with co-host Georgie. Hey. How's it going, Georgie? It's going. I'm going. It's going? Actually, I'm not going You're anywhere going? because I'm at home. So. <laughs> you said you wanted to rant about something. Well, give it, Give it to me. Uh, Actually, I don't even remember what I was going to rant about, but I think, <laughs> I think I said I was going to rant about 100% cotton jeans. Actually, we should talk about your journey with jeans first. I think that's like the origin origin oh, story of your okay. jeans. I call it a denim debacle because it kind of just sounds fun because it's alliterative. Um, so... My journey with jeans is that I didn't really wear jeans a lot growing up uh, as a kid and in my teens. And I realized that I just I wasn't really into them. And most of the time they just didn't fit correctly on my body. And obviously since then I've realized that everybody's body is different. And most people don't fit into clothes that they just buy straight off the rack. So yeah, I spent most of my childhood just like hating jeans because the problem for me, which apparently is the problem for a lot of people, is yeah. that... It fits their legs, but it's super big in the waist. And um, my problem now and for the past five years is that, um, like, I'm into lifting weights at the gym, growing my legs and, you know, my uh, thighs and making my legs big and strong, <laughs> which further exacerbates this problem. Wait, wait, so, wait. What, why, why, why are you concentrating on your legs as a workout routine? Because it's always, like, interesting to me. Just for context for people, um, I do not go to the gym. I have never worked out. I do not, as a previous podcast alludes to, ever looked after what I eat. And the so these questions are coming from a place of lack of knowledge because I've just never done it and genuine curiosity because um, I am fairly skinny myself and I've never had to diet to get it. It's all been genetic. I'm humble bragging, but not really just bragging. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, uh, this is a pure curiosity. Okay, continue. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I think I think it's like a biological thing that um, women are generally better at um, like doing okay. leg okay. workouts and men are better at upper body workouts. It's like we're just, there's yeah. just a biological advantage. So it seems natural that women prefer to train their legs and men prefer to train upper body and hate legs and then women are vice versa. But I have to say, it's funny actually that you ask actually because I used to not like training my legs at all. Um, I used to have a, I mean, I was going to say a love-hate relationship, but I think it's more of a, I had, was pretty insecure about my thighs growing up because they'd always been pretty big for my body. I'm not saying that they were quadzilla all the time, but... <laughs> yeah. Did you ever... Did, did you ever look at thigh gaps and think that's something I want? Oh, man. Okay, well, so the thing is, just no, like, no matter how big my thighs were, I actually already had a thigh gap because my bone structure is such oh, that Oh, blessed. Blessed so, with the permanent thigh gap. I, okay, but but you can't perpetuate yeah. that stuff, Jeff. It's quite powerful. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, I haven't always loved my thighs, but... Um, it took a few years for me being into fitness and just understanding more about building muscle to enjoy working out my legs and kind of realize that um, they could be strong and look awesome. So, 
yeah, that that is why I I would do a lot of lifting. But how did you even? I guess does everybody have this thought in their mind that they have to go to the gym or that they are somewhat unfit? So the gym is kind of a solution to their weight problems. What was your motivation to go to the gym? Hmm. I would say it also stemmed from that sort of area of negative body mm. image,、uh, and I thought I was I was fat and like I wasn't.、Right. Um, but I, I was also very unfit.、Um, I actually like you, Jeff. I'm genetically just like pretty small.、Um, I don't tend to gain weight very easily.、Um, but when I started working out, I had been eating pretty badly.、Um, also, I also have genetic high cholesterol,、Oof. so that kind of made me want to、uh, <laughs> fix the problem there. But there was a period of time where I was, and I tell people about this because it's funny now, and I can't believe it. But there was a period of time where I was eating protein bars just like straight out of the box as snacks, but I wasn't exercising at all, and so I actually gained, I actually gained some some weight from that. Like not a lot of weight, but I was eating pretty badly. And then after that, I I thought I should you know adopt healthier、mm. eating habits and. Actually, exercise. Yeah. Did anybody、um, influence you into doing this? Any inspirations? Hmm. To be honest, no. I think、uh, I was working for a company that gave us a free gym membership for the gym that was like in the、mm-hmm. same building, and that was just a, a bit of an incentive to to just try it, use the gym, and check it out. So, so yeah. yeah um. My last place had a gym. Um, in the building as well, and they gave everybody kind of、um, like fitness checkups or something like that, where someone would come in and they'd like test your resting heartbeat and stuff like that, and then they teach you how to use the equipment.、Um, I got a pretty good score if I can recall correctly,、um, so I wasn't like too unfit. Uh, but I still didn't take advantage of the fact that there was a gym in the building,、um, and then I moved on from there. In any case, well, you you say you don't exercise, but you go on hikes and stuff, and yeah, yeah, I don't really classify that as exercise. So I guess、um, I have been exercising once every quarter. <laughs> Or, yeah, I I think my association with exercise is that if you have a goal for、uh, getting fitter or like reducing your weight, stuff like that. But I never have that goal when I do this stuff. So,、um, I am very on the low spectrum of active, I guess. Is this why you lost the Apple Watch competition? Ah,、uh, yeah, yeah. See. Anyone who wants to <laughs> look at my horrible track record of、uh, like less than a thousand steps a day, just hop on my Apple Watch competition, and you'll find how many times I stand up or how many times Apple thinks I'm standing. I don't think it's accurate all the time. Oh, well, you do know the hack with the stand goal, right? Is you just put your hand up in the oh, air. Oh, really? A little bit, and you'll get a step. Wait, yeah, I guess it. I guess when I like lift my hands to stretch and stuff like that, it's been、um, <laughs> activating the stand, and I've been cheating all this time. It's a it. There's a meme. Yeah, no, it's definitely cheating. But there's a meme about about the stand goal thing. <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but you yeah you can cheat the system and but oh no I remember the meme now. You're you're sitting there and you're not doing anything at all, 
and suddenly it goes, congratulations, <laughs> you, you've earned a standcock. <laughs> Anyways, so, so back, back to you um, training your legs. Um, how did you find out to kind of start training your legs? I, because I, um, I thought my thighs were always big, I was like, oh, I don't need to work them out and stuff, right? And so I mainly focused on doing upper body movements. And then to be honest, this, this is sort of, I, I feel like it's funny, but also embarrassing for me to admit that I was talking to one of my colleagues at work, uh, well, duh, because they're a colleague, but <laughs> about, there are tra- colleagues. about training at the gym. <laughs> yeah. Um, about training at the gym. And uh, he, he said to me, oh, like, why, why don't you, why don't you train legs or something like that? But his comment was, you should train legs because like you're walking every day and you're standing on your legs every day and they're taking like all your weight. So it's important. And then like, uh, like you walk, yeah. And, and then it kind of, it was like that moment kind of right. for me. I was like, Oh shit. That makes a lot of sense. Like our legs hold us up, I guess. I was, and so I was really saying concerned. that it's important to yeah. be strong in your legs as well and not have an imbalance yeah. between, you know, upper and lower body. I was concerned that that story was going to turn to um, you should train your legs because you're a woman, <laughs> and that would sound infinitely <laughs> worse. But I'm glad it. I'm glad it turned out more of a positive. It was positive. Spin. Yeah. So, so you started training your legs, and then uh, you realized that jeans still didn't fit you. Yep, I was probably making the problem worse. But anyway, yeah, I wanted to get into the the details, I guess, about about fabric of jeans right um i have probably mostly worn stretch denim for for most of the time that i have worn jeans because i just don't understand 100% cotton it's it seems like why would you subject yourself like you're walking right and and you're when you walk your knees bend like your your hips like um hinge when you walk and move around yeah and why would you restrict yourself to, to such stiff fabric that is not comfortable. Okay, so cotton, hundred percent cotton is more stiff than hundred percent denim. Is that the? But denim is cotton. No, what denim I mean is, is like, cotton. Wait, what's going on? <laughs> wait, denim is just so cotton is like the fibers, right? But denim is the name of the the um, the construction of the fabric. Okay, but what I mean is that. A lot of jeans these days have stretch in them. Yeah. Like they have a combination of cotton and elastane or spandex or something. And um, usually that percentage of the spandex or the stretchy fabric is the, how much there is depend like will will determine how stretchy the denim is and how mm-hmm. much it's gonna move with your body versus like being quite stiff. So So it's good. Well, it's it's good to have a little bit of stretch, okay. but then the 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 flip side of this is that people say that, oh no, raw de- like like a hundred percent cotton denim is better because it's it lasts longer, it doesn't like kind of bag out and all of this stuff. There's a, there are their opinion. People have prefer like they also, at the end of the day, people have preferences as to what they want their gene composition to be. <laughs> I, but I just know you don't have a preference. <laughs> Gene composition when walking into the store and picking it up because as you know my wow. only concern is whether or not it fits my 24 inch waist <laughs> um see how that how I got that one in yeah um yeah so I think we're gonna roast you about that one 
<laughs> so you have a you have a denim problem that is completely different yeah, from mine, so to speak. It's all about size for me. And as soon as I found the store that uh, had my size, that's it. I don't I don't care what's in my jeans as long as I can wear them. Except the current pair of jeans still bleeding blue for the past like three months of having blue jeans. Uh, well, have you tried to like? soak them in vinegar or something or do one of those hacks that kind of sets the color no i've i've been yeah i think you told me earlier and a lot of other people have said i'll oh, just soak it in water and i've just been too lazy i'm actually hilariously i'm wearing jeans today as well i specifically decided it was a day to wear these jeans because they're like a bit looser they're like a looser fit and that's the other thing like you don't you wear mostly like skinny jeans yeah yeah that's a really that's a that's a topic um actually because so when i started buying uniqlo um they only sold bootleg cut not bootleg cut, straight cut or whatever the straight cut jeans and i used to wear that for a long time and i was really resistant to the fashion trend of the skinny jeans i'm just like why do you want your jeans so tight so this feels ridiculous um and then uh i got i got kind of got pushed into it but i find them i like i, I find that i've grown into form-fitting stuff a lot more you know buying buying form-fitting jeans is now important um jeans that aren't loose and and have to wear a belt because i'm a minimalist and i don't wear <laughs> unnecessary things like belts if i can help it <laughs> oh that's so funny you, you, you touched on a few things there that i feel like i feel like i can relate to so i guess like the skinny jean thing uh i think that became a trend like over 10 years ago i think and yes now yes it's, just like, as i moved to trend. sydney yeah it's a trend that's sort of stayed so i think we're just going to be seeing it for a while now um, but also how you said that you've sort of kind of accepted that like you prefer form-fitting jeans and I think that kind of relates to how I've kind of found a few jeans recently that I don't mind too much it's like I've come full circle or I've kind of understood what what I like and also that accepted yeah. that my tastes change also I really hate belts I really don't like them <laughs> but I actually yeah. ended up buying a few recently because I thought well, they they kind of can look cool for like the the style of clothing I wear. They look all right, and they do hold up my pants, which I mean, function, I guess. <laughs> I was about to say that it's okay if you want to have belts as an accessory, but not as a function. Um, <laughs> except <laughs> you ruined my point. So sorry, so sorry. No. Well, I think mine is both, so I guess it's okay. Yeah. So I found that. The recent trend are bell bottoms. Bell bottoms are oh, so, back. So, so like the flared kind of. Yeah, flare. Yeah. So there's, I actually was looking at these those jeans recently, right? But I'm looking for the ones that are a bit shorter, like that finish at the ankle, like at the ankle, so you can kind of see a bit of ankle want rather than ones that three quarter <laughs> bootleg <laughs> jeans. I actually, well, I don't want them. I would like to try them on. I got weirdly curious about them. Because the other, like, okay, before we were in lockdown, I went to a clothing store and I tried on these just, like, plain black pants, but I didn't realize that they were a little bit, like, bootleggy at the bottom of the, at the bottom. Okay, and because I'm, because I'm short, right, and you probably know what I mean, um, these pants were too long for me and so I had to go on tiptoe to see what they looked yeah. like, yeah. like, without them just dragging on the floor. And I was like, that shape's all right. I wonder if, you know, if I got... a a pair of jeans or pants 
in that kind of shape, like how would it look? Like I'm not set on them, but I was looking at them. But yeah. I think there's a difference between having the three quarter like sort of structured one versus the ones that like I don't know, like my dad wore in the eighties sort of proper bell bottoms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're definitely a little bit more stylish and modern these days than just the straight up eighties. Um length is also a problem of course that we both share um so these jeans are a little bit too long and i have been thinking about getting them adjusted uh but to be honest it's fine it scrunches at the bottom i think that's a style um and i yeah it's one of the styles like i used to do that um and i kind of sometimes like it's a combination of i can't be bothered getting these professionally hemmed and also maybe they look okay if I cuff them. And so I've actually been, I know some people are anti-cuffing jeans, but I've been cuffing my jeans because I think for me personally, I think it actually looks better on me than when they're scrunched. Yeah. Screw the haters. Do whatever the hell you want. Um, is, yeah. is, is, my, is my mantra. <laughs> like I go into work with, you know, the black shirt and jeans every day and um people sometimes make side comments about oh you you must really like black shirts you must really like jeans i'm like yeah i i do that's why i wear them every day like what's what's the what's the go here and then you get the other side right the other side where it's mostly female saying i envy the fact that you can just come in with a black shirt and jeans every day and i said well i i don't i don't think you um these days can really make that kind of comment. I know it's like easy because um, it we're kind of ingrained to make the make that kind of connection. But usually, when I challenge someone on that comment with saying that they can do it themselves, um, they kind of make a little bit more of a turn and they say, "I actually don't want to." And I think that's more important. Like you, you should you should definitely just wear what makes you you happy um and yeah don't blame the gender is i guess my point i i do feel like women get exposed to like so much 100 percent. weird societal pressure of you can't wear the same thing every day Uh, yeah something as basic as that i'm like are you kidding i've worn like the same pair of pants or the same skirt like two days in a row like what's the what's the big deal where's the judgment is, yeah. is the way i've come to come to you know turn it around and and feel empowered to just wear what i enjoy every day even if it is the damn same yeah i've also very much recognized the fact that you know it's quite systemic like females in general have grown up with that societal pressure whether or not they want to think it or believe it it's there just in the back of your mind Oh, someone's gonna say that I wore the same thing twice in a row, and then the and then someone said recently that um, they just get they would get just straight up bored with what well, they're wearing, and yeah, that's a totally different thing, right? But like, I think sometimes people kind of try and try and overlap it a little bit. Um, also, someone said that they changing clothes um, makes them happy, and I was like, that's yeah, that's good. Like, if well, if I, I like something getting is dressed. Yeah, like, if I mean, as, is... in, as in, I like trying different clothes, trying different things, different outfits. Yeah, and, you know, this is why, despite being a minimalist, I still 
buy clothes every now and then because I that kind of opens up a creative door for me and that is the, the same for other people like and other people might need even more clothes to feel like you know to have creative freedom whereas maybe you feel like you have creative freedom with just having mostly black clothes <laughs> my creative freedom is that I don't have to think about the creative creativity of my clothing <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I've come up with a lot of, uh, excuses slash benefits for what I do. Um, none of which I, I think I deeply think about, like, I don't, I don't wear the same thing every day purely because I don't know, it gives me more mind space to think about other things. <laughs> I'm just really lazy. Just at the core basis, I'm really lazy. It's easy to make a decision when I've only got one. And hey, black shirts and jeans, how can you go wrong? Um, something really nice though, like it became a signature back at one of my workplaces and on my last day, everyone wore black shirt and jeans. Uh, for my really? Last day. That's nice. It was really nice. Um, but so someone, nice. someone let it slip. Someone told me oh. a couple of days earlier and I came in with a white shirt Oh, did you come on. with a grey shirt? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Some I people, think you might have told me that one. Yeah, some yeah. people oh. were not very happy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like somehow I ruined it, but nah, it you was hilarious. You betrayed them almost. Yeah, I went, I, I went into the bathroom and I put on a black shirt, so I couldn't wear a white oh, shirt so you actually very long. brought one in? Yeah, I brought oh. both of them. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It was very uncomfortable. To wear a white shirt? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's really weird and uncomfortable to wear a white shirt. Um, t-shirt, by the way, we're not talking about like a dress shirt. I can wear those fine. Yeah. yeah. I went out and bought that shirt specifically to do that joke. For that occasion. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where it is. Like, I think I've lost it. It's probably turned blue from your jeans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you have had this really big issue with jeans for like 10, 20 odd years. Yeah. I actually had a spreadsheet. I think some people might, if it's some people listening to this podcast might actually know about it. I had a spreadsheet where I listed out all of the brands of jeans that I'd try. So I actually, I actually tried to find for, for a good few years, I tried to find jeans that, that worked for me. And I did, I was actually mainly looking for skinny jeans, but I did try a few different like straight cuts and slim cuts and uh, a range of brands from like really budgety sort of like bad H&M kind of brands to like some more expensive ones. Whoa, whoa, shade on H&M. Whoa. Well, I'm not sure. I was saying that's an example of like the fast fashion brand, right? And their jeans were obviously not as good quality as... Actually, no shade, right? Because I used to buy my jeans from Topshop. But then yeah. like... The, yeah, the more muscle I grew on my legs, like the, the more I realized that the, the cut of their skinny jeans just didn't like accommodate my big thighs. I had a pair that was like blue with the rips in the knees. Um, oh, I don't really, no. I'm not really into rips and yeah, knees. Not, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. rips and, and, and jeans I never understand. <laughs> Fuck that, so, man. Well, we can go, we can come back to that. <laughs> yeah. But I gotta tell you, I had this pair of jeans for like, I actually really liked them. I loved them and I, I lived in them. And after like, I think I had the jeans for two years. I wore them, I would say, at, like, at least once a week. At the end of two years, the the kind of the fabric that from the aesthetic rip had completely just ripped. That was gaping holes in my <laughs> knees. <laughs> 
But yeah, I mean, I, I was into ripped jeans, but now they're kind of, I don't get it these I, days. It's, it's a bit... You know, ripped jeans are some of the most expensive like Overpriced. pieces of clothing I've ever come across. To be honest, like... Yeah, I, I don't understand why you would pay for a broken thing. Think about it. You 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 like going out to the you go out to the I don't know David Jones or Myers or wherever wherever you go buy your mugs and you pick up a mug and you go huh the handle is broken. I, I you know what I'll pay full price for that. Like what is wrong with you? Why would you pay full price for something that's inherently broken? Oh God, it's just a travesty. Yeah, fuck. This is why jeans. people just. They just ripped them themselves. <laughs> yeah. I think people just didn't... Re- they didn't realise this because it was just one of those things that, that was trendy. But what you reminded me of just now is, like, paying for something that's overpriced. And, like, actually, we have... We, uh, Jeff and I have a friend, and I will name drop her. Her name's Monica, and she said this thing <laughs> that was just downright hilarious. And I can't stop laughing, but I can't stop laughing at it. But she said uh, swimwear, like, bikinis and stuff. Sometimes they're like upwards of like a hundred, two hundred dollars. And Monica said, "Why would I want to pay two hundred dollars for fourteen centimeters of fabric?" <laughs> swimwear, swimwear. When I when I got awakened, or rather, uh, this problem got brought to me um, by one of my friends, I was completely taken aback by the fact that half your bikini is two hundred dollars. It, it doesn't always come in sets. <laughs> One piece of your swimsuit <laughs> is two hundred dollars. I just like, and then um, I mean that's like the same thing for for your underwear, underwear as well. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, how do you? This is a real female tax, right? This is. <laughs> but just... I think I think some men's underwear is sort of pricey as well, right? Like good quality underwear is is a bit more expensive. <sighs> Man, I know, but I guess but you don't like, you don't buy that in a set. You don't buy like underpants and like a shirt, and like yeah. obviously a lot of guys would not buy underpants with a bra to wear at the same time, like you yeah. would with swimwear. The yeah, I mean, I kind of get it with the underwear to be honest, because you might want to buy you the bottoms, the oh, yeah. or you want to buy the top, but you don't want to buy them both at the same time. Sure, but yeah, a swimsuit, a swimsuit's like a a parcel. You know, two pieces. You don't buy one half blue and the other one pink. Maybe you like that, but generally you just... Yeah, I don't get it. It's so expensive. This is totally the pink tax thing because what they market it as is, oh, there's a bikini available for sale here, but you can buy one bottom from one set and one top from another set and mix and match and it's all fun and games. Customizability. Yeah, and that's that's what they try to get you with. So it's... It's all a scam. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all a scam, and I'm so glad that I don't have to uh, deal with that. Wear a bikini. But I'm so sad that all of you have to deal with such marketing ploys. Um, <laughs> but uh, it actually reminds me of personalization. I read a tweet. It's like, when did personalization go from giving the customer choices to personalize things? I'm talking about phones and stuff. Um, like monograms. Yeah. Engraving. Yeah. So that's that kind of personalization, but in the tech world, personalization has become algorithms that just feed you what they think you should see, and that's classified as personalization. Just, it's just an interesting uh, perspective interesting. on the on the 
transform state of the term personalization. Uh, I but, thought you were talking about like engraving stuff, like physical personalization rather than digital, but that's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, it it's almost like you go to the store and the store has said, you know what, the algorithm has just said that you know fifty to eighty percent of the people that buy these stuff monogram it with an M and a G. Here, buy an M and G monogram like bag. You're just like, no, <laughs> I want my initials. <laughs> <laughs> Why is an algorithm telling me what monogram to put on my bloody bag? I don't monogram. I'm not really, bags. yeah, I'm not into that. Something about it just makes, I sort of think about resaleability, like of a bag, for example, even mm. like tech, like uh, like an Apple product, like the AirPods, I think you can yeah. like engrave. And I just think, oh, if I wanted to sell whatever this thing is that I'm buying, why would I want to work something with my initials or name on it? And I don't want people to look at me and see me with my <laughs> with my clothes or with my notebook and they know my initials. I know that sounds very weird, but it's almost like I'm wearing a name tag and I'm not into it. Yeah, you don't... What, what do you mean? You don't, you don't write your name on the inside of your underwear? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I sure as hell don't, Jeff. <laughs> To be honest, that concept always want, sounded someone's... strange to me. Um, maybe it's American again, but uh, like <laughs> writing a name on the inside of your door is so weird. Isn't that just something you did when you were like, or your parents did when, when you were a kid or something, and they just write your name on your clothes in case yeah, they were yeah. lost? I don't know. But then I'm yeah. like, yeah, lo- losing clothes. Why would your yeah. why would your why would your clothes be off you? <laughs> <laughs> so I went to what? a Catholic. <laughs> Uh, pri- high school, Catholic high school, and we What's wore blazers and stuff. Um, did I go to primary school? No, I didn't go to a Catholic primary school. Um, but we wore blazers and blazers and things, mm. so it's very proper. So it is likely that we'll leave a blazer somewhere. This blazer thing, though, I guess because it was a Catholic and it was a private school, you were probably made to wear the blazer. Yeah, yeah, we we actually had to go like... into school with the blazer um, on and exit school with it on, I believe. I don't know if we had to wear it throughout the entire day because it might get hot. Um, yeah. But it was, it was uh, yeah, one of those rules. We obviously had the rest of the uniform to go with it, but blazer's the only thing that we would take off. Yeah, I went Hats. to a Catholic primary school, but... Um, you know, because it's primary school and you're still kind of kids, there was no blazer. But, mm. but I went to a public high school and there was a blazer as an option for like the outerwear or the you know to wear in winter. Um, but it was kind of like, and we talked about it in the first episode because I grew up in Western Sydney and I went, I went to a selective school, but it was quite, uh, I would say they, they were a bit poor. They didn't have a lot of money, so. We didn't have lockers and people sort of made fun of the uniform. So to wear a blazer sort of felt like a weird juxtaposition. So it would be funny if we would sort of tease people who chose to get the blazer because it was like, oh, why would you bother? Like, it was like the blazer was a sign of prestige, but no one felt like super proud to go to this school because of how poor we were. But yeah, it it was it was funny because I didn't want to wear the blazer and I bought the sweater instead, but I think my mom actually ended up buying the blazer for me years later, and I just refused to wear it because I was embarrassed and didn't want to get teased by everybody. Did you have a, you had 
a uniform as well, right? Besides the blazer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's right. No, public schools and uniforms. Um, Australia is probably the only public school with uniforms. You mean the only country? Yeah, Australia <laughs> is the only country that has this. Maybe um, I'm mistaken. I went to private schools whilst I was in Southeast Asia, so most of them had uniforms. My public school has had a the public school here had a uniform. Um, yeah, I think for the most part, Americans uh, they publicize the fact that public schools they usually don't have inco- yeah uniforms. I feel like it's bad to have no uniforms, and I don't know if that's just because of my impression through American TV shows. But people get teased a lot for the like fashion taste and the poorness, as you said. I think that yeah, I think there's a lot of societal pressure as well because again speaking from a woman's perspective is that you know girls will probably wear like really cool clothes and uh you know people might get jealous because another person has cooler clothes than them and i guess there's just this pressure that's that's built up in that kind of way but like speaking of wearing casual clothing right what did you call it when you wore casual clothing for at a school that normally has uniforms Oh, um, we did have casual Fridays at some point, I remember, but we didn't have any particular name for it except for casual Fridays. Oh, really? Because every school I went to, they called it, and I actually don't understand what this means, but they called it Mufti Day. That is weird. I've yeah, never the heard word that term mufti. ever. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. I've lived but, yeah, across the a... world. <laughs> I've never heard this term. You've no- <laughs> but I think this was the case when, when I was at both a public and a Catholic private school. They called it Mufti Day all the time. It That's was true. like when you just didn't have to wear a uniform, you could wear whatever you wanted. Within reason, obviously. <laughs> you know, like like they, uh, at a Catholic school, they would restrict you from wearing like you know anything that yeah. was too revealing. And then you should wear sensible shoes, obviously, especially if you mm. were in a lab in like high school and had to do science class. The girls at the Catholic school uh, would always try and break the hem rules. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so... That was that was as far as rebellious as they would get. Really, is just breaking the hem rules. Um, yeah, but like by how far? Like, uh, can we can we wear like you know? It has to be knee, knee length. Like... It has to be knee length. <laughs> Anything above the knee is a no go. Okay, but what if they were wearing shorts? Were shorts allowed? Um, no, the girls didn't have a shorts as part of their uniform. I think. So does that mean you could wear shorts on casual Fridays? Yes, it, it would Okay, be. you know what? I just realized we're talking about something completely archaic and sexist. <laughs> when, when, like, did guys have hem rules? We had shorts that <laughs> were actually shorter, like, above the knee. It was really weird. No, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they were above the knee. We had shorts. We, um, but no, we had no hem rules. Um, we could roll up our sleeves. <laughs> That's the massive rebel in us. I don't know. Um, oh, wearing the tie in a loose manner was as far as... Not allowed. Yeah, as far as breaking the rules was for our uh, uniform. Speaking of ties, I sometimes stole my boyfriend's tie in high school to wear it. But then we would... Like, girls would actually get told off. Really? For wearing tie. Yeah. 
the girls at my school got them. ties. Like everyone had oh. to wear a tie. <laughs> well, for us, like I wore mine quite loosely and casually because it was like the cool thing to do, right? To wear your yeah. boyfriend's tie, right? And, but then, you know, I think one of the teachers was like, if you're going to wear that, you got to wear it like the boys have to. you got to like put it all the way up yep. and everything. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I, I was a bit of a rebel in high school, actually, because we weren't allowed to wear jewellery either. And I, at the time... You can't had... show any generational wealth, Georgie. You've got to understand you're in Western Sydney. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But it was... I think it was just, you know, a uniform thing, a strict thing that schools have. But it, it was more even just fashion jewellery, like cheap costume jewellery wasn't allowed. You were only allowed to wear, like one pair of earrings like one bracelet and your earrings couldn't be like super long and dangly and now the problem i found with this is that like at the time i had six ear piercings and i was like well <laughs> fuck you guys <laughs> how did you end up with six ear piercings oh this is a fun topic so um normally my mom wouldn't approve of it right i have seven now but we can but we'll get there. <laughs> so uh, I think a lot of people have their ears pierced as a, as a child mm-hmm. um, or even as a baby. I th- Already I a ridiculous that. thing to do to your children. It's such a strange... It's strange. Yeah, when you think about it, it's strange. But yeah, yeah, my mom had my ears pierced when I was when I was a baby. So I had a pair of earrings uh, until... Just one pair of earrings. Until I was like, I think 12 or, or 13. And... My mom had three piercings in each ear, but she didn't wear earrings in them all the time. But I just always knew my mom had, like, she had the little holes uh, where I could tell she had the earrings. And I said to her that I wanted the same thing. And this is me as, like, a preteen, right? I said I wanted the same thing. She was against it, but I sort of used the fact that she had them. Um, (laughs) To tell her that I wanted the same thing. uh, Child. Using their parents against themselves. It's classic. <laughs> it's good stuff. But My yeah, mind. she let me do it. But um, it was, thinking back, was probably not the best thing to do. And she, even thinking back, she thought it was not the best. Because we actually had it, uh, got me to, uh, got them done in, in Indonesia with the gun, which is kind of dodgy and bad. And I don't know if you, I don't know if you know about the gun versus needle thing, but... I've seen the... them both done. I don't know any pros and cons of the oh, process. So the needles, the needles better. Um, the gun basically pushes into the like push force the force pushes the pierce like the earring into the flesh, and then if you do it at the top of your ear where the cartilage is, there's a possibility you'll break the cartilage and shatter it and cause some serious permanent damage. So Sounds and fun. Not, not a lot of people, yeah, not a lot of people know this, uh, which is why. Um, people kind of call out when uh, like cheap jewelry shops start doing piercings with guns because it's quite unsafe. So you should actually go to a reputable piercing studio where they use a needle and they push the needle. So it's, I guess, how do I explain this? Then there's a long needle and on one end is the, is the earring uh, that goes through the ear. And as you pull the, or push the needle through the ear, the earring, um, the earring goes into the hole that you've just made. So okay. there's like kind of no, and because the needles like comes to a point, I'm making gestures and you can't really see. Whoever's <laughs> listening to this is not going to see, but because the needle comes to a point, it's just a lot safer. There's, there's yeah. no damage that can be caused to the ear because well, you're creating the hole in a better, in a safe way. Yeah. It, it kind of sounds like um, taking a nail gun to your ear versus yes. just um, pressing 
a like a needle through a hole. <laughs> like, Pretty much. Like, yep. Add the added pressure sounds insane to put on your ear. Um, I won't connect it to anything that a male has to do because I don't think there's any equivalent. Like shaving is probably like the closest thing. But like um, men can get really their ears pierced too. Yeah, I mean like, yeah. Men I know can men get their ears. Yeah, I know men can get their ears pierced, but talking about would you be keen, general, Jeff? I'll come with you. No, I'm not going to get my ears pierced. Um, uh, I don't. I'm a minimalist. I don't add extra <laughs> things to my body, and then I have to go <laughs> buy stuff to put in the holes. Man, it's just an unending uh, chore. Um, and then it's quite funny that you say that actually, because my last piercing, um, was like, I had to pay for the jewelry to go in it. Right. And it was like a few hundred dollars and it kind of hurt a bit, but yeah, it's expensive to get jewelry in there as well as just making the hole in your ear. (laughs) Um, it sounds like an unnecessary expense. (laughs) The only needles that's going anywhere near my body are vaccines and blood tests. Fair um, enough. Don't know why I had to make that statement, to be honest. <laughs> it sounds like a <laughs> fairly regular thing to... Obvious. Yeah. To accept as needles to the body. <laughs> oh, I mean, tattooing, though, that's, that's super next level. Well. That's needles. Um, I watched a video on the traditional Japanese tattooing. Where they, oh, tell me more. They basically take a steak... And they dip that steak in some uh, steak. I mean, not the meat steak. I mean, like the wooden steak, yes. <laughs> just to clarify. And they basically take a really sharp one and then they, they hammer that underneath your skin. So they basically poke a thousand holes in your skin with a hammer and a piece of wood dyed in ink. Um, and it's very, very no painful. Yeah. But wouldn't the wood splinter? I have no idea. Like, I'll find it and I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. But yeah, the process is not a very um, painless process. Like you'd be better off with the needle uh, injecting the ink in, under your skin rather than them using a wooden stake of some sort. Yeah, it just yeah. sounds like the more archaic version of the way Oof. you'd actually get tattooed. <laughs> yeah, and like if you imagine, you know, those yakuza who have full back tattoos, you're only really um, classified, you know, official if you do it the traditional way. Take the pain because the, oh. that's the whole point is to to show uh, the yakuza members that you and other people that you can withstand a lot of pain by getting a full back tattoo. Um, done the traditional way I actually saw a tweet recently where someone asked like for any recommendations on people who still do it this way <laughs> you, you, what Whoa. that's, an, that's uh, you do you I guess <laughs> and that's about all we have time for um, don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you're watching I don't even know if there's a like on this do, thing is there a I don't think there's a like on anything. Can you can you like podcasts? If you can, do it. I don't know if it helps us or any kind of algorithm, because as but we, we said, we appreciate it. We appreciate everyone who's actually listened. Because by oh, God, wait, 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 I need to, I need to give a shout out. Yeah, give a shout to, out to my. I need to give a shout out to my audio. Your so. audio? Oh yeah, it made your voice yeah. sound sexy. Um, Thank you, as promised. Thank you, Jeff. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't forget we're on all the big stuff. Uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify are probably and the, the only big place. Banana. And the big banana. There's a platform called Big Banana. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everyone who's who's listened to the last podcast and has stuck around and even listened to the second one. But we also appreciate the feedback as well. We want to know what you want to hear. We are Toast Roast Pod on Twitter and Toast Roast Pod on Instagram. And see you next time. See you next time. <laughs>